0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. This bonus episode on this hot Friday is brought to you by Angie's Boom Chicka Pop Popcorn, which brings you a boom of bold, craveable flavor that you can enjoy at any time, on any occasion, whether you're on the go or unwinding at home. Listen, crush your cravings. All right, maybe you're laying in bed, you need a little salty, sweet treat. Well, guess what? Angie's Boom Chicka Pop has it for you. I love them. I've always loved Angie, and when she reached out to me and said, um, hello, I would love to do a bonus episode. I said, I thought you'd never ask. Cause if you know, fun fact, my first commercial that I ever did was with Angie's boom chicken popcorn. And it was a big day for me. Why? Cause I love all their freaking products. I love the, uh, sweet and salty kettle corn, the white cheddar popcorn is personally my favorite. You know why I love it? Cause it's only 60 calories per serving. That's freaking amazing. Okay. Whether you like kettle corn, whether you like the real butter, the sea salt, or your cheddar kind of gal like me, you are going to freaking love. Angie's. Angie's Boom Chicka Pop Popcorn. You know, it's just like you can have a little snack on the go. I throw a couple of those little bad boys in my bag when I'm hitting the road. I throw a couple of those bad boys in the cart when I'm at Publix doing my damn thing. I love Angie's Boom Chicka Pop because it's friggin' delicious. And hey, it's a sensible snack. You know what we like? Sensibility. That's right. Listen, you can try Angie's Boom Chicka Pop for yourself by visiting www.boomchickapop.com. And let's get into it. I love a little bonus episode. What are we up to? What are we doing? What are we vibing with? I enjoy these episodes a lot because it's just kind of like an absolute rapid fire Q&A. And this is fun when I just get to ask those questions where I don't have to sift through 700 voicemails of drunk women, you know, calling in and basically telling me the crimes they've committed. Because then I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place of do I, do I call the authorities or not? You know what I mean? Um, but I had a lot of y'all sending questions through Instagram. So I'm just going to roll through some of those and really just hit, hit you with the, the, the hard hot fires. You know, there's been a hot fire in my heart recently, not to, uh, get too philosophical, but there's been a hot fire in my heart of just like, how do we all come together as a nation? No, I'm <laughs> I was trying to turn that and, and and make it something bigger than it was, but let's be honest. These are Instagram Q and A's. So let's get into it. What have you girlies, gays guys been wondering and, um, you know, what what do you need to know? Okay. We're just going to dive into it. And these are going to be so random and so, uh, ridiculous, but, oh, let's start off with a strong one. Who's a person who inspires you the most? I love that. Who inspires me the most? Honestly, real answer, Katie Couric, because I feel like she does a lot. You know what I mean? She was a news icon forever, was asking the hard-hitting questions. Now she's pivoted a touch. She has Katie Couric Media. So she's also still asking the hard-hitting questions, but she's also just a goofball on Instagram. And I love that. I love that. I find that fun. So real answer, I think Katie Couric's an icon in the uh, investigative journalism world, which I find myself leaning towards. I don't know if you know this, but I feel like a Pulitzer Prize is just around the corner. But also who inspires me? You know, there was an iconic TV show called Flavor of Love. And then they had a spinoff called I Love New York. And if you don't know Tiffany, who was the, um, what is Tiffany's last name? I Love New York. Tiffany Pollard. How could I forget? Tiffany Pollard from I Love New York was also just a fierce femme. You know, she is one of those uh, reality TV show characters who just, je ne sais quoi, didn't give a fuck. And I really, really love her. She then um, ended up reprising her role on Big Brother. I think it was uh, British British. Big Brother, season like 79. And that was an iconic bit of television. So she is somebody who has reinvented herself a thousand times. And sometimes as women in our 30s, we we feel like we need to reinvent ourselves. You know, we don't. We can just live in our truth. But I do find that Tiffany Pollard, every time you thought you'd put the last nail in the coffin on her career, she just Pops back up like a bad bitch. Man, if anybody's listening to this and has any connections to Tiffany Pollard, would love to bring her on for, for her own Q&A. And that's uh, just, a, just, I just mean a regular interview with her. Tiffany Pollard, and, if, and I feel like the girls who get it will get it. Icon, legend, just absolute dream guest. Love her. Who else inspires me? I said this, I think I've answered this last time. I do inspire myself. You know, I surprise myself. There are days where I go out and I think I'm not going to make it home in time because I know that my, my you know, there's a gargle in the lower extremity of my intestine. I surprise myself and how strong my colons become recently. I'm like, am I going to make it home? I did. You know, I surprise myself every time I think I'm about to start my period and I don't. I surprise myself and inspire myself when I am so fucking tired and I'm on six Zyrtec because I'm allergic to the state of Georgia currently with the pollen and uh, the dander, the dog (laughs) dander. I surprise myself that somehow I can still stay up till 2 a.m. scrolling through TikTok, doomsday prepping, and then also Learning about how if I would have just invested $6,000 in Bitcoin with this nice Indian man who lives somewhere in Bangladesh, I, I could have now been in financial freedom. I amaze myself and inspire myself with all the bullshit that I consume on a daily basis. Yet I... (laughs) You know, I pack it away in my subconscious. I allow it to be entered into my brain waves and then deeply suppressed in my subconscious. So that way in the middle of the night when I wake up and I've sweat through my pajamas and I'm having a night tear, I think I sit up in bed and I go, oh, wonder where that inspiration came from. I'll tell you where. TikTok. Uh, if it gets banned, honestly, my life would be a lot easier and simpler. Ooh, great question. Next one. This is coming from I'm Kathleen in C. I'm going to guess Kathleen lives in North Carolina dealing with fuck boys. Well, first of all, Fuck them. <laughs> you know what I mean? That really just um, answered itself right there. Dealing with fuck boys, it's hard. I've been out of the fuck boy area for a while. Now I have to deal with fuck boys in a business sense. Uh, if you're like, Heather, what does that mean? All the time. If you've ever dealt with a male comedian, those are fuckboys boys in the sense that, you know, they want to come around you, be in your orbit, to stroke their own ego, and then they just fuck right off. And that is no hate, no shade to anybody that I love. That's not like me being like, oh, that's t- to my buddy Andrew. Love him, Ray, anybody. No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general, coming up through the ranks in comedy, a lot of comedians are fuckboys. And what fuckboyish comes from, it's just a touch of insecurity. Do you know what I mean? It's just, how do you deal with fuckboys? Fuck them harder. Get back in there. Give it to them, raw dog. And then you leave them on red. Beat the play. You know, don't hate the player, hate the game, beat them at their own game. It's like me getting really good at golf again so that I can destroy the little joy that it brings Jeff that he has something to do without me. But no, 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 no. I don't know if you saw this on Instagram, but last night we were sitting at a J. Alexander's having a sensible steak burger and a nice glass of Austin Hope Pinot Noir. And I'm sorry, cab. I think it's a cab. Anyways, Jeff said that if Robin and I could beat him in golf, he'd give up the game forever. And if you don't think that that also inspired me and added a little fuel to the fire, the inspirational fire, if you will, I said, I said you'll give it up forever. He goes, yeah, if you could actually beat me in match play, I'd give it up. Now, I know he wouldn't really, and I'm not actually going to try and steal Jeff's joy. I don't think he'll listen to this bonus episode. But if you don't think that I have now clocked it away deep in my subconscious, and that's probably one of the, well, you know, another reason why I'll get intense night sweats, the thought of beating him, it's going to happen. And he said at dinner, he goes, well, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't. You don't know, how, you want to even take your lessons. Here's the thing. I've got natural ability. And if you've come and seen anything on the comeback tour, you know, I touch a little bit about how, how I'm a golf prodigy, but I had to give it up, you know, to be the breadwinner. And so if you think that I don't think that I could just tap back in, do I know it's going to be hard? Yes. Do I know initially it'll be frustrating to get that swing back for sure? Do I think that I, um, you know, with min, I'd say not minimal, medium effort, a killer fucking outfit and a, I'd say a decent coach. I could get back. I I give myself a year. And what Jeff doesn't know is I, um, I was having a drink with one of his buddies and he used to be a professional golfer. And he said, Heather, I really think, I really think if you tapped back in, you could beat him. So what I'm saying is even though I'm married to technically, I wouldn't call Jeff a fuck boy. Um, but sometimes even in marriage, when you're married to a good one, you got to fuck around a little bit, fuck around and find out. You know what I mean? Can I, can I get, you know, challenge accepted. I don't mean fuck around. Like I'm, you know, blowing dudes under the bridge on, on, on the side. No, 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 no. I just mean sometimes even in a marriage to keep things spicy, you got to fuck around and find out with sports, with a hobby, you know, maybe your husband's dialed into pickleball. Maybe you low key start watching a couple YouTube videos. Maybe you. Pull into your driveway and you should unload your groceries, but you want to sit in the silence in your big Mercedes SUV and just watch 10 minutes of pickleball how-to videos, pickleball 101, because you know he's joined a league and it, some, for some reason in your subconscious, you're like, not even your subconscious, in the forefront of your hippocampus, you're thinking, why does he need this time away from me? Oh, oh, you ha- get to have fun on the court? Well, I miss playing tennis in my teens. So you decide that you're going to start putting in minimum effort to join a pickleball league, to beat him at his own, quote unquote, free time. So that's how you deal with a fuckboy. boy. Great question. Uh, should I keep listening to my ex telling me he loves me? Well, if you don't love him, then uh, no, of course he loves you. Because see, fuck around and find out. You said, listen, Charlie, I don't have time. Okay, you're not contributing to the bills. You've been sitting on your ass for five years. You fucked around and found out. And no, if you don't love him, listen, it's always nice to hear positive words of affirmation. And I'm not saying that you have to cut people out of your life cold turkey. But if you broke up with him for a reason, it was probably for a real reason, bitch. Look yourself in the mirror right now. I want you to, let's do the pros and cons list. Whenever you're having a a, a moral dilemma, a conundrum, you're scratching your head on how to make a decision. I do a nice little pros and cons list. And nine times out of 10, the, the the cons always outweigh the pros. And then you can make that decision. So let's write down this list, okay? You're like, been together 12 years, no ring. Uh, his family hates me. This is sounding like my own truth. Um, he doesn't seem to be motivated. Doesn't make me feel protected. Hasn't been contributing to the bills. Honestly, Dick's kind of stinky. You know, when you start writing those things down, but let's go over to the pros. He's got a great head of hair. A lot of guys are holding on to strands. You love his sister. You know what I mean? Maybe he has fun hobbies like uh, acoustic guitar. You know, maybe he's a musician. So that gives him a little bad boy swag. Uh, but then you, you pop back over to that cons list and you look at number 10 and it's Dick Stinky. And you remember Whenever he wears his, you know, jeans to go perform at the local Buffalo Wild Wings. And then he never washes the jeans. That's why the dick is stinky. And then you just remember... He doesn't wash the jeans, which then reminds me he doesn't contribute to our water bill, which reminds me he's not motivated, which reminds me he's never going to ask me to marry him, which reminds you that your eggs are limited, which reminds you you'd like a child, which reminds you that you have a really nice job and you've gotten like two master's degrees and you've really worked your ass off, which reminds you his dick stinky. So at the end of the day, I think you can answer that for yourself. It's always nice to know your love, but sometimes When you fuck around and find out, you got to push them away for them to remember who's boss. So no, no, he can tell you he loves you all day. Listen, if you don't think, side note, I haven't talked to any of my quote unquote exes in a while, but if you don't think that I've had a couple guys that I loosely dated in college come out of the woodwork, either looking for a, a crisp 20 to tip the valet or to just remind me at some point that they were like, hey, toots. You remember I took you to Applebee's in college once? Hell yeah. We split the bill. Like if you don't think that, if I don't have an ex right now that's like, wow, she believed she could so she did. Whether they want to say my dick was stinky, I don't care because I know it wasn't. But regardless, if you don't think somewhere everybody's got one ex that's like, damn, Katie really got her shit together and uh, did something. Jugs look good too. Man she's aged nice. You know what I mean? Then you're not living your best life. I hope that your exes are still out there pining for you as they should. That means you're living a better life, not a bitter life. And we're very into that. Stay strong, my babies. Ooh, I love these questions. Favorite flavor of milkshake. I'm going to tell you this right now. And I know this is going to be controversial. I'm a vanilla girly. I love nothing better than when you get a milkshake and it's got the crisp vanilla bean. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you can see the little chunks of the bean that kind of look like poppy seeds and you know, they're going to get stuck in your teeth. That's the best feeling. I've always been vanilla. I'll sometimes go strawberry shake if I know it's not going to have an artificial strawberry flavor. Now, my birthday cake every year has been strawberry cake, strawberry icing, fresh strawberries on top. I'm I'm a berry kind of girly. That's just who I've always been. I love a berry. I love, you know, I lean more berry side than stone fruit. I mean, I do love a peach. I love something with a pit. Um, but I'm a berry kind of gal. So I love strawberry. I'll go chocolate, but chocolate isn't my go-to. Now I'm not saying I'm one of those weird kids. Remember everybody had that one weird kid in kindergarten who like didn't like chocolate. And you were like, what the fuck's wrong with you? we had a guy in our grade named Jake. Okay. Didn't like chocolate. Not saying that he personally had it. I had any beef with him, but just the chocolate thing was weird to me, but I don't go chocolate for dessert. I'm going something with a scoop a la mode vanilla. I don't even go sea salt caramel. I'm going to be honest with you. Never been a, I like sea salt, but I don't like sea salt and caramel. Not that I don't like it, but it just doesn't tickle, tickle my fancy, you know, wet the Dolce de Leche palate the way it should but if I'm, dude, you know what I miss? You know what I miss right now? And I would love a sponsorship from them. A DQ blizzard. Remember, dude, we were just talking about this on tour. I was like, we had just eaten breakfast tacos. And I was like, you know what would really wash this down? <laughs> a Dairy Queen blizzard. Anybody who works for the Dairy Queen franchise, if they're still around with love, I haven't seen a Dairy Queen in a minute. I loved a blizzard and I love the tests that they do. And they only started recently doing that in the last like 20 years where the blizzard's got to be so thick that if you flip it upside down out of the the to-go window, you know what I mean? It would just stand there like a brick, like a concrete brick. I love that. I always did Oreo blizzard, but you know what my favorite treat from Dairy Queen was? A peanut buster parfait. I know I've told you this before, but it's hot fudge at the bottom, salty peanuts, I, vanilla ice cream, another layer, hot fudge, salty peanuts, another layer of ice cream. And then hot fudge, just it it, it goes like that in a trifecta all the way up to the top. And I would eat those and be so thirsty after I ate them because there was so much fudge and so much salty peanuts. I'm a chocolate and peanut butter girl, okay? Like a Reese's cup, fuck me up. But you know what I never did? And I never understood people who could do this. I love an M&M, but when people would put M&Ms or like a gummy bear in a blizzard or in their Cold Stone uh, order. they Those things would become so fucking rock hard. You'd be like cracking them on the back of your molars. And my mom would be screaming at me, being like, I didn't pay $13,000 for braces for you to crack a tooth. So all I'm saying is, shout out to my best friend, Anne-Marie, but for the longest time she would always get those, she'd live on the edge. Annie, I don't know if you're going to listen to this, but Annie would live on the edge. She would get gummy bears and M Ms in her fucking blizzard, and you just hear in the back just crack, 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 cracking her teeth like a renegade. I love it. Okay, thoughts on double names? Love that. Now, if you, there's been a little viral TikTok thing that's gone around where people talk about Southern people with viral names. Well, I have a viral name bit in my special. And they're all based on my friend, Mary Beth. My friend, Mary Beth, shout out to Mary Beth. Her mom's name is Sue Ellen. She's got a sister named Carol Ann. She has a sister named Sarah Kate and she's Mary Elizabeth. If that isn't the most country thing you've ever heard. I fucking love it. I love a double name. I think it's fun. I think the parents were a little confused, maybe didn't know how to pull the trigger on every name. I love a double name. So Sue Ellen, Carol Ann, Mary Beth, and Sarah Kate, doesn't get better than that. Shout out to the Brannons. Um, it, I think it's great. There's a, there's a name that I have for my future child, that I, it would kind of be double name. And when I'm in trouble, I get called double name. Everybody calls me Heather Kyle. So it is, you know what I mean? It is what it is. I love it. Um, I only go by Heather, but Heather Kyle's got a ring. So if you want to name your kid, you know, Taylor Frito, um, you know, and I like something that isn't totally match, you know, uh, maybe uh, London, you know, London Fog that matches. Uh, maybe you want to name your baby girl, I don't know, Annabelle. But, you know, Annabelle Pistachio. I don't know what that is. I do like a food and an old world name. I do think that's fun. Love that little combo there. But maybe that's something you're into. I love a double name. Also, be the you today that you want to be tomorrow. Don't, please don't name your kids anything like Sparrow or Willow. Only because... It just reminds me of The Hunger Games, and that stresses me out. Okay, HOA drama details. Well, I don't know what I can legally get into, but all I know is the woman who stirred the whole pot in our neighborhood moved. She moved. Isn't that ironic? Jeff ran into one of our other neighbors the other night, and they they also couldn't stand this woman, and we were sandwiched kind of like in a, in a cul-de-sac with this woman. She moved. <laughs> So that's fun. I, you know what? As much as I'll say is we we were one of the first people to move in this neighborhood. And I'll just say this, you gotta be nice to your neighbors. When these, I, and I, I genuinely think, you know, we see a lot of this in our parents where they're either retired, they get a little, little too much time on their hands. Well, you know, obviously if there's an issue, like our, our next door neighbors that sandwich us, we love, have great relationships with, even the people in the back. Like we're all a community. My dad used to say all the time. He said, I'll never understand HOA drama because at the end of the day, you live near these people. Why would you also want your home environment to be like chaotic and stressful? And like, you're already getting beat up out in the world. When you come home, it should be a sacred place. And and it's just wild to me when there are neighbors or people in the co-op or condo owners that are just fucking old and crotchety and crazy. And I'm not trying to be an ageist here, but I do think it's once, you know, once, uh, let's just use an example, a double name, once, you know- Karen Lee has a little extra time on her hands. She's looking for things. She notices that there's a begonia that's been, you know, growing on your side of the fence, but been lurking and looking at her funny a little sideways. And then she gets an attitude with this random plant in the back of your yard and is up your ass about it. I just feel like you have to be kind to those who live around you. Now, obviously, if somebody's, you know, having parties Blocking the fire hydrant, you go over there, knock, knock, knock. Hey guys, I brought a couple blizzards, brought a couple DQ blizzards. Listen, I know this is a teen party. I'm not ratting you out. But what I want, because I know your little dumbasses have been drinking, give me the keys. I'm going to just pull these cars. I'm going to valet this fucking cul de sac right now to make sure that we don't have a situation. Also, what I want you to do is get that Home Depot bucket that your dad ashes his, his secret cigarettes in that's down by the basement. Yeah. I see him smoking all the time. Anyways, give me that bucket. Put everybody's keys in the fucking bucket. The bucket's going to go be, it's going to be on my porch. Anybody who wants to fucking drive home, you got to come knock on my door. I'll give you a breathalyzer. If you are hundred percent sober and I know that you actually weren't drinking, I'll give you your keys. But until then it's going to be in the Home Depot bucket. Here's my garage code. Knock three times. You'll get bit by a French bulldog. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay. Ooh, if you were reincarnated, what would you come back as? You can pick a human or an animal. Oh, for sure animal. I'm not coming back as another person because I'm already dialed into enough anxiety in my own like brain. I do think I'd come back as a French bulldog. I would come back as one of my pets. They're fucking thriving. They're living their life. Um, And we'd have this equal same amount of allergies. Like I'm already kind of prepared for that. I come back as as a pet something domesticated, you know, maybe a golden doodle just cause, I mean, those dogs are a hundred percent overbred, but maybe a golden doodle. Cause those dogs are like, everybody loves a doodle. People love Frenchies, but people also love to be the assholes to come up to me and be like, is that a pug? And if I had to live my life as people asking me if I was a pug and that is no hate, no shade to pugs. That is no hate. I think pugs are fucking ridiculous and adorable and have spunky personalities. But truly, if I was constantly asked every day, is that a punk? Are you a punk? I'd maul someone's face off. So great question. I wouldn't come back as a human because while I think I've semi got it right in this life and in like where I'm like, I, I feel like I know who I am. I'm self-assured. Like I, I I think I'm a good person. You know what I mean? I'd like to think I'm a good person. I I feel like it's been, too good in, in the sensibility in my mind of who I am. I don't want to come back and like be a wanderer. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, how was the sandwich? Just a general sandwich conversation. Uh, sandwiches in general are great. I love them. Um, I really, you know, I said I was going to start taking up some some skills, some loose skills at the beginning of the year and bread making was one of them for me and I I haven't even started. I've never done a haven't even put flour to water yet. So, um would like to do that with some time off this summer, just get re- you know, fire up the fucking panini grill. Fire it the fuck up. I love to be like the pool spot because we have a great pool at our house and you come over and I'm at like, you know, I send a, the bat call out, the bat signal out to all my friends, maybe some of the teen, I don't want to say teens, like, but you know what I mean? The kids that I've already left their keys in the Home Depot bucket. Maybe that's also it when, you know, if I, I'm the cool neighbor, I'm not going to call the cops on you, but I want to make sure that everybody's safe. I'm not, I'm not telling your parents that you guys threw a rager, but I will make sure that nobody, you know, leaves. And if somebody does leave the house, that's not on me because that was at your house. You know what I mean? But it will be, could be fun with the college kids. If I'm like, hey, listen, you come over to the house. You know what I mean? You come over to the house. I'll have hot paninis at 2 a.m. We don't have to talk. And, you know, send, send the most sober 21 year old over. And I'll, I'll send you home with a, you know, oh fucking Italian, a hot Italian pressed. Fuck me up. Love it. Um, but that would be fun. That'd be fun to text all my friends at like noon on a Saturday. Hey, sandwiches are up. And then they come over and they bring their kids and we're just pool partying it up with the, Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, okay. Okay. Everybody keeps asking me about my sister. What happened to Ashley? Haven't seen her in a while. Y'all, I love each and every one of you so much. I, I want to casually remind y'all some stuff. Sometimes You know, my sister is a very big attorney. There are times where she professionally has to go off the grid a little bit. And I am not going to air any of her uh, legal laundry, but we're all Gucci guys. We're all Gucci. She has, I've been on the road. I am home for usually 24 hours. My sister was here for Christmas. She's been doing her own thing. She's been out there trying to date and stuff like that. But literally she lives 30 minutes away. She hasn't brought brought Bronson over because she and I have literally not seen each other since like February for her birthday. I'm she's working her ass off on a very big case that I'm not going to talk about because I don't know where they're at with this case. But she has a very professional job. So there are times where she has to go off the grid for, you know, legal counsel. So I love each and every one of you. I will bring her back on the pod when I'm home. You guys realize I'm never fucking home. I am never here. I live up in the suburbs. My sister lives in the heart of the city. We chit chat all the time, but we have not been able to get together to do like a podcast for y'all just to do a a life check, a pulse check. But I I need to tell y'all, y'all have got to quit making stuff out of nothing. I hear you. I hear the concern. We needed a quick pulse check, but there is a very big legal case coming up that my sister has been working very hard on. And so you have to remember some days, some people are just wildly professional. So total respect for what she is doing and the shit she has been working on. Okay. You get it. It's legal. She's a boss bitch. I can't talk about it. Thank you. We're good. Y'all, I, it's really funny to me. And I get on the Heather 911 group real quick while well, this is just a bonus episode. So I've thought about, I might start doing this. I've thought about stirring the pot. I thought about creating, and I may have told y'all this. I thought about creating a fake profile and pretending to be like my own aunt, like a random aunt, like Aunt Linda, and going in there and being like, Heather's suing me because I stole $40,000 from her and just seeing, and just like, like the watchmaker. Why, like the clockmaker just setting it and taking a step back and watching it just completely implode on like the Reddit threads. Because y'all will find something out of nothing. I could wear a green shirt on Instagram stories and somebody DMs me and they're like, Heather, we saw you're wearing green. A, does that mean you're in the Illuminati? And B, do you have cancer? And you're like, what? I decided to wear, a, you know, a sensible, sensible sage sweater. And now you're coming up with nothing. Like we got everybody take it down 10 fucking notches. Y'all do realize I don't even see my own mother most weeks and I live with her. I see my husband maybe every eight days. I have been on the road consistently since August. Okay. All right. Let's see what else is going on. Why aren't you coming back to oklahoma i'd love to come back to oklahoma side note guys We are adding a ton of dates ton of dates are going to be announced soon We just added vegas those tickets are on sale and then we're going to um We're going to announce very soon where we're going to shoot the next special we're going to have chicago more canada dates la san diego Uh, where else are we going to other places in north carolina? a uh, Florida I haven't been to. We're going everywhere. We're coming back. Oklahoma, I don't know if we're able to squeeze that one in. So I would say come to Radio City, come to a big show in Atlanta, but we're literally trying to figure out where we're shooting the next special in the next 6 months. So I already shot the last one. That's out being shopped around right now and then we're already planning where we're going to shoot the next one in the fall. Like that's how I am like always 9 months ahead of what I'm already doing. So, um we are I will let you know if we're coming back to Oklahoma. We're trying trying to fit everything in, in the fall schedule. Um, and we're making it happen. So I love you, but just, if you don't see your city right now, don't panic. Like I'm going back to the Chicago theater. I'm going, um, going to do this huge show in LA. Like it's all happening. It's all coming together, but you guys got to be patient with me. Phoenix, all that jazz. It's all happening. We'll be announced very soon. How does a bitch get Taylor Swift tickets in Atlanta? I'm getting bamboozled. Olivia, I don't know. And I'm always too nervous to speak up. i I fear the Swifties, and it's not that I don't listen, I don't not like Taylor. I think she's fantastic. The only thing that bugs me is I want to shake up the style. And I've said this and people say shit about me all the time. Your eyelash extensions look terrible. I quit I quit doing them. I just wear them on stage. Um you know, oh your roots are showing. I got Boho Brit here every four weeks. okay, that poor girl, you know, is. I, She's skeeting back and forth between Augusta and Atlanta. I'm trying to keep up with the demand of the critical things y'all say about me. So Taylor Swift has way more money than, than me. So I don't feel bad just saying. I wish though, I wish Taylor, we could just shake up, you know, enough with the red lip. I know it's a signature look, but I'd love just a maybe a mauve and a bright highlight to frame the face. I just need a bright highlight. You know what I mean? But I love her. She's talented. She's talented. She's fucking talented you know, I know people, somebody's going to respond, well, Heather, get a new glitter suit. I did. I made them short. I did. And I have like 25 colors now. That's what I like to do. I'm so stressed out thinking about the third tour because I'm like, what am I going to do? Is it just going to be different variations of animal print? I don't know what to do, how I stay on brand, but how I stay showboating for y'all, razzling, dazzling, you know, but I, I don't know how to get Taylor Swift tickets. I would love to go. I'm a showman. If you come to my shows, you know, I put out, I put the fuck out. I am spread Eagle on, stage, giving you a hundred percent comedy. I have 90 minute sets. I have video elements. I show up with a fresh fucking spray tan every week. So I don't really want to hear it. You know what I mean? I get it. I respect the showmanship that Taylor has and her talent. She's incredible. I didn't, I didn't fight to get T, t- Swift tickets. Cause I was like, I don't want some Swifty to stab me in the throat. I just didn't want to go through that journey. I'd love to go see her though. So if anybody has tickets, you know, maybe a, a Swifty could turn me and I'm not saying I'm not, I just, you know, I'll put her on in the background. It's it, it to me. I just, I want to see like slutty Taylor. You know what I mean? I need, I connect a little bit more to, you know, drive and roll up the partition, please. You don't want to see I'm saying on her knees. That's kind of really more my calling that speaks to me. Cause I didn't grow up with Taylor with the, um, the breakup songs when I, you know, I think I've said this before when I was breaking up, with anybody in college, I was listening to, you know, Nook. If you buck, bitch, Nook. If you buck, or Three Six Mafia. Hi, yep. Lolly, 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 lolly. Let me see you mark that body. You know what I mean? Those were the things that I listened to. Three Six Mafia, uh, Birdman, Ying Yang Twins, uh, Gucci. Like that's the kind of shit I listened to. I was never, and maybe I would go like a Wilco, Dispatch. Um, you know, OAR moment, but I was never into the, the, the Swifty breakup songs from the first album. They didn't speak to me. I'm a little bit older. So that's all I'm saying. But if anybody has an extra ticket, I'd love that. But also you got to be careful, dude. I don't know. There's a lot of shady shit. There's a lot of shady shit out there. That's why I always say one bitch called me once. She's like, I spent $5,000 on tickets on Craigslist for one of your shows. And they were, you know, boom, they were fake. I was like, bitch, She's like, I need my money back. I go, what do you want me to do about it? Who's buying shit on Craigslist still? Come on now, Facebook Marketplace, get with it. What kind of sneakers were you wearing on tour? Uh, my first tour, I was wearing these Adidas. Um, and when I look back, it just wasn't, I love Adidas, but they weren't as fancy as I wanted them to be. This tour, I wear a lot of Nike dunks. I can only really wear the dunks and um, some of the, I think they're called like shadow Air Force ones or whatever, because they're wide enough. But I will tell you, not, if it isn't the, these low dunks that I wear, 99% of the time in Nikes, my feet fall asleep. I love golden gooses, but I only like the high top golden gooses. All the lower ones that I've gotten are also kind of miserably uncomfortable except the platform ones are fun, but um, I like high tops from Golden Goose. I like the Dunks from Nike and I really like the Stan Smiths and really anything from Adidas, but my favorite workout sneakers are the Lululemons. I don't know what the name of them are off the top of my head, but the Lululemon workout sneakers are fucking phenomenal. So comfortable, the most comfortable sneakers. And if you have a wide foot, I think they're fantastic. How are you alive? Your schedule seems insane. Great question. Well, like I said, I don't even get to see my fucking family. Like if they don't come to me, I don't get to see them. So how are you alive? I'm not great. I'm cranking this out, this episode out at 9 a.m. because then I have to go do a bunch of shit. And then I got to get in the car and I'm taking Jeff to the masters. And you know, it's, I I don't, I have not had a weekend home and couldn't tell you when. Well, after the Nashville show, I did a Thursday, Friday show. And then, so then I flew home Saturday and all my friends were in town in Nashville and I left them a day early and I felt like an asshole, but I think they knew they're like, you just need to go and be home in the quietness for 24 hours before you have to fly to LA. So it's crazy. Y'all road life is crazy. When you watch these and I'm by all, by all means, I am not comparing myself to like somebody in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But if you watch any of these like music documentaries when people say they go on tour for years, like it, it'll, I've aged for sure. But it also is thrilling. I've seen America, I'm seeing the world and it's fun. When I call my friends, I'm like, what are you guys doing on a Thursday night? They're like, ah, just barbecuing, barbecuing with Carl. They're like, where are you? I'm like, dude, I'm in Rochester. You know what I mean? never been there before me there, but we're here. So, um, what intrusive thoughts have you had before? Wow. Casey, deep question. Intrusive thoughts. What intrusive thoughts? I've had intrusive thoughts of like, if I've been driving down the road and you're just like, what would happen if I drove my Jetta off a bridge, but not like in self-harm, you know what I mean? I just kind of have like these action movie th- moments where I'm like, what would what would happen if I just went But, um, I have a lot of intrusive thoughts about, um, anxiety about the next steps and things. Cause you know, with touring and stuff, you have to plan nine months out. And I have intrusive thoughts about having a baby. I have intrusive thoughts about trying to juggle it all. I have intrusive thoughts about all sorts of shit, um, about my body, about how I feel. Um, so, I mean, we all have those, we all, all have self-confidence and self-doubt, self-doubt moments. It's interesting. A lot of people have said like, Heather, you just seem like you're so in the pocket in the zone on this tour. And I I really appreciate the feedback because I feel like now that I've done this once, I feel so comfortable in where I am, especially performing. Like I go out on stage every night and I've always been a confident performer, but I just feel like really good in where I'm at. And I'm not having the same intrusive thoughts. Like I don't, uh, you know, I don't deserve a spot here. Like I've worked my ass off for years. I've been doing comedy for uh, forever and there are intrusive thoughts now where i feel like i have to catch up to the game like i'm not doing enough on tiktok i'm not doing this but i'm out there actually you know putting pen to paper and actually delivering a physical uh tangible thing for people to enjoy on the road so um i do have a lot of intrusive thoughts that i'm not doing enough which is insane but you know you're always going to you're you also in in entertainment or in anything really you're only as good as your last show right you're only as good as your last performance your last podcast, whatever. So there's a lot of critical. I am the hardest on myself. There's a lot of criticism I give to myself. It's never good enough. It's got to be better. It's we've got to do more and that'll make you crazy. And I'm really, I say it on the road. You got to be pleasant and present. There are moments where I'm like, I'm just going to go and enjoy this show tonight. And I'm going to give the city of San Antonio, my all, I'm going to leave it on the stage. And then I'm just going to go and I'm going to be happy with what the fuck I did because I love my show right now. I'm so passionate about the material. It makes me laugh so fucking hard. And I'm just like, I got to not then get on TikTok or get on Instagram. Like I didn't post 10 reels today and I'm not growing my numbers and all this shit. Like I'm fucking working. So I have a lot of intrusive thoughts. Wow. I did not mean to, I did not mean to just say all that, but I did. So love you. Um, when are you coming back to Milwaukee? Guys, I don't think we could get Milwaukee on the schedule. I will be coming back to Chicago though, however, and adjacent places. I don't think we could get a theater there, but um, I love you. Tips for keeping after it. In this biz, when dreams seem so far out, XX, love you. Just, you know what? I said, find your voice. Once you find your voice, you just dial it in. Like I just said, I have intrusive thoughts and spiraling that I'm never doing enough, which is insane. We've got the podcast. I have two scripts out developing a TV show. Um, I'm on the road four days out of the week. You just have to keep going. And then you'll get to a place where you're where everything's happening all at once and you still feel like it's not enough. If you're an artist, a creative, you're always going to be thirsty and hungry for more. So just know that whatever you're doing right now is the right step and just keep going. Just keep going. And if at some point it doesn't bring you joy anymore, then figure out ways you can pivot within the biz. Like I've had friends that were performers that were like, ah, I fucking hate this dog eat dog lifestyle. Let me produce or let me direct or let me write and, and give my own self like a little break. Um, I know this is a very niche conversation cause not all y'all who listen are in entertainment. It's probably four of y'all. Cause if you're in entertainment, you don't listen to my fucking podcast. You got your own fucking podcast to deal with. But I just think I really never took no for an answer. And, You know, but even I get set. I I do all these auditions and I never book anything, and I'm a great actor, so that's frustrating. Anyways, okay. Um, Does Jeff? (laughs) This is a great pivot. Does Jeff know where the clit is? You bet your ass he does, and I'll tell you right now, I know where his is. Oh, ooh, we got a strong question here. Um, I'm not going to say her name. Let's call her Casey. Casey wants to know: I'm Mormon, but don't want to be anymore. What should I do? I think you just. you know, I think that's pretty easy. Go get a bar of chocolate, you know, an iced cappuccino. No, get an espresso martini. Have an espresso martini and a chocolatey dessert. And I don't know, maybe light a cig and just sit the family down and be like, guys, I think I want to be Episcopalian. Makes a lot more sense. And just let it rip. Do you. I, you know, the Mormon lifestyle is very, um, it's very niche and, and there's a lot of stuff around it. I'm, you know, I've, I'm not even Catholic. I'm, I'm Christian, non-denominational. So, I, you know, and that doesn't mean I'm loosey goosey for the Lord, but I'm also like, there's not that, there's not a lot of rules. I mean, there are rules or 10 commandments, but I'm also like, listen, if you want a glass of wine, have a glass of wine, we could sit down and talk about the light of the Lord all day long. You know, Chris's favorite thing on the road is when I just start speaking, I start quoting scripture. He says it tickles him in a way that he doesn't even understand because some, you know, I'm dialed in. You can be dialed in and not be a Mormon. You can be dialed in and yeah, I don't know. I'm not giving you sound advice. I'd say just sit the family down, light a stick and go, here's the deal. Uh, I saw the Book of Mormon and uh, I think they might be up to something. I don't know. And I'm not, I am not. By no means am I criticizing Mormons or putting anybody down for their religious beliefs. I'm just like, I don't know. It's like if you want to be Catholic, and you're like, uh, the Pope seems a little shifty. You know, I you just sit down. I think even if you get a fake cigarette, just sit down and let the folks know. And good luck with your journey. I hope you find, you know, the spirituality that you're looking for and and just know that the light of the Lord will always be with you. You don't need an organized religion to feel that. Okay. Oh, which golfer are you pumped to see at the Masters this weekend? I'm very excited. My top three, obviously, Justin Thomas. I think he's a a, a really nice guy, incredible guy. Uh, Jordan Spieth, I'm excited to see. I'm also excited to see Max Homa Um, adore him. And I'm also excited to see Rory play. Uh, those are, those are my top four. So Justin, Jordan, Max and Rory, let's hit it. You know, and Jeff's a huge tiger fan. So obviously we'll be following him around, but you know, like I I think tiger, I, I, I respect tiger for what he's done for the game, but I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for these other guys. You know what I mean? Do you and Jeff have any kinks? You're going to have to come see the comeback tour to know. What I'm talking about there? Uh, oh, does the tape on Jeff's mouth actually stop snoring? Because I'm going to kill my husband. Talk to you later. I love you. So here's the deal: Jeff quit taping his mouth because Jeff needs nose surgery. He has a deviated septum, and I started realizing he was taping his mouth trying to re, um, you know, uh, repurpose the airflow in his in his airways, and he was actually cutting off full breathing capacity. So no, Jeff does not tape his nose anymore. He was never a snorer. Jeff has been tested for sleep apnea like six times. Jeff chokes in the middle of the night. I think he needs some sort of weird esophageal, uh, surgery, but no, Jeff was never a snorer. I'm actually the snorer, which is horrifically embarrassing to admit, but you know, it's, it's that layered and deep, but no, Jeff is not a snorer. Um, but he is, we, this is where we're at. This is how crazy the schedule is right now. Jeff had sinus surgery scheduled for like two weeks. He's going to have to cancel it because I'm going to be in New York doing press for Radio City and I can't be home to take care of him. So I don't know when the fuck he's going to get this sinus surgery. Maybe June. Maybe after Radio City, we were trying to go on a vacation, but the poor guy can't breathe. It is good. Taping of the mouth is good, I guess, if you are a snorer, but do your own research. He, he Jeff was literally taping his mouth shut and has a broken nose. Like, what a fucking idiot. Okay, what else? Somebody asked, do you pay Ray? Ray. I pay Ray because he opens for me on the road. If Andrew pops in and does shows, I pay Andrew. Everybody gets paid if they're doing a job. Do I pay Ray to be my friend? No, he's my friend. But I've given Ray an opportunity to come on the road and open. So yes, he gets paid. What the fuck kind of question is that? Do I pay him to be my friend? No, he should pay me. I got to deal with this fucking bullshit all the fucking time. And yelling at me that he doesn't like my accent now. Well, you know what, Raymond? You got... 10 accent nails. He got all these fucking, this nail job done. And I looked at him, I go, you got flames on one finger, a flower on the other, and a heart on the other. You've got 10 accent nails, but you were upset with my one nail? Suck a dick. Updates on Robin's dating life. She's still, nothing's happening. I, also, it's up to me to take her on a date. So more pressure there. More fucking pressure there. Worst crowd. Ooh, great question. Worst crowd was in Lake Park, Florida on the first farewell tour. These women started basically fighting in the audience. They, everybody was so fucked up at 4 p.m. I've never been so annoyed. I cut the show. I only did like an hour and I was like, get me the fuck out of here. And I will never go back to Lake Park. Now I did go back to West Palm and they were fantastic. But it was like a, it was a 7 p.m. show on like a Wednesday and people were chugging white claws in the, um, in the parking lot and I couldn't do my job. It was actually very hard. So Lake Park, Florida, worst crowd, hands down, ever, period. But I love Florida. So will you be my mom? Absolutely. I'd love that. I am childless at the moment, except for Macaroni, Rigatoni and Delta, my three animals at home. I do feel like sometimes I have a toddler and Robin uh, and Jeff for sure, because he has temper tantrums and so does she. But um, yes, I will absolutely, absolutely bring you into the nest. And you know what? Oh, favorite products that aren't sponsored. I think this is a great one to end on. You'll know also too, like I have to give approval for anything that's sponsored on the podcast. That's why I absolutely signed off on Angie's Boom Chicken Pop because it's actually freaking delicious. Listen, Things that I use in my day to day life, Mega Babe. I use her Bust Dust. I started using it on the road because I realized my tits were sweating so much. Uh, her Thigh Rescue. Anything that Mega Babe uses makes I really genuinely use those products. What else? Oh, Beauty Pie. I'm hoping to do a brand deal with them because I fucking love them. Beauty Pie is amazing. I found them through my esthetician. I order everything from them online. Every serum, face wash, da 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 da. I love. Just go on their website. Everything that Beauty Pie makes is fucking incredible. I love Saint Tropez sunless tanner. Y'all been asking me why I look so chiseled on the legs here's the deal. I've also always had great legs and I did work at a spin gym forever. So I made them extra muscular. I really appreciate it, but I've always had pretty ripped legs. Um, but Sandra pay sunless Tanner do the express tan, it, it, which is like in one and 30 minutes, you'll be like light an hour. You'll be medium. And then three hours you'll be dark, Bitch, I slather that shit on at night and I sleep in it. And I come out, I, I'm like Carrie Washington from the waist down. And then I'm like, You know, Miley Miley Cyrus with a, you know, who's been in Ibiza for like a a week from the waist up. It's absolutely full, like too dark on the bottom for my skin tone. Like somebody could probably be like, Heather, I think you left it on too long, but they look good. You know what I mean? So I'm Kerry Washington on the legs and that's all I'm going for. And anything else I love? um, I love La coffee. I love Malk, uh, which is a nice almond milk. and. What else am I into these days? Really beauty pie when it comes to skincare, really enjoying them. And I love any sort of reusable water bottle because I carry that bitch around all day and I'm trying to stay hydrated. Okay, that's all we had time for today. I want to give you a quick little Q&A. Q&A, asking questions and I'm giving you answers. But, oh, actually we should probably just end on one last question. Biggest regret from childhood through college. Probably the people I dated in college. Hey, there you go. But remember, wouldn't have found my prince charming if I didn't date a lot of horrific humans. Anyways, remember, be kind to yourself if you're having intrusive thoughts on anything. Just don't. Just, Just don't. You know what I mean? Just don't, just do it. Just be the you today you want to be tomorrow. And remember, be kind to everybody. Get out there, hug a friend, make a pros and cons list. Even if you're thinking about, hey, I want to get my nails done today. Make a pros and cons list. Do you feel like sitting in the chair for three and a half hours? But will you feel better once your cuticles are all cleaned up? You sure will. And is that dick stinky? If it's stinky, you know what you got to do. Cut it out. All right, guys. I'll see you next week as our usually regularly scheduled program. And um, I really appreciate and respect Angie's Boom Chicka Pop for sponsoring this episode. Love you, mean it. Get your Boom Chicka Pop at www.AngiesBoomChickaPop.com. I'll see you next Wednesday. Love you, mean it. Have a wonderful weekend. And if you're out at the Masters this weekend in the rainy, cold weather, say hi to your girl and I'll see you on the road. Check for more tickets at heatherontour.com and I'll see you soon. Love you, mean it. Arrivederci. Chi Chabella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.